You're listening to Outlandish Outcasts at outlandishoutcasts.com. Welcome to Outlandish Outcasts. I'm your host, Al. With me, as always, is my favorite person in the world, Desi. Yay, it's me! <laughs> How are you doing tonight, Desi? Good, I almost cut you off again. What's I almost new? said, just don't clear your throat. I won't know that you're about ready to intro <laughs> us in. And then you just started speaking without clearing your throat, and I'm like, hmm, he might get a little mad. <laughs> you always have to figure out a way to interrupt me as I'm trying to bring us in. I'm like the impatient cow. The impatient cow. Knock, knock. Who's there? The impatient cow. Impatient. Moo. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> At least it didn't end with a pie in your face like our son decides every knock, knock joke should end with. No, mine are all cow jokes. What do you call, call a cow with no legs? Ground beef. Yes, yeah, I know. I I've told that. you a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I believe you are first this evening. Yay. I like going first. It better be good. No pressure. Screw you. <laughs> Anyways, so my first story is, is quicksand actually strong enough to swallow you whole? Hmm. Is it? Answer. Probably <laughs> not. It's probably not like it's depicted in the movies, so I'd say probably not. Are you sure? No, I'm not sure. I don't know the answer. That's why I said probably. Well, you're wrong. It could swallow you whole. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it. Whatever. I really didn't know. So, I know nothing about quicksand. <laughs> so even reading this, I was answering my questions before we got to it. I was like, I knew it. <laughs> Sometimes I impress myself because these things make me think. So... Research shows that these sinkholes may not be as, well, they just, like you said, not like as, not mo as movies show us. Yeah. So um, the sinkholes, they're like, it's evil clutches. It's, it's if you get in them, they mm -hmm. are hard to get out of. Uh, yeah, That's I can imagine. That's the issue. And you could potentially die from a sinkhole, but not from going completely down into it okay so when i was reading that i was like hmm sinkholes well because they were talking about the density all the science fun mm -hmm. stuff density of the water and there's actually sea salt in these sinkholes and i'm like sea salt hmm. are these in the ocean well when the tide goes out okay that they makes are sense. there i mean there are other places too but they're more along the shorelines when the teeth the sea goes out. So okay. the tide is low. And if you're walking or an animal, you're going to sink. Well, and then when you start to struggle, water will tend to like form at the top of it. Okay. I'm just putting this in layman's term because this is not the terms mm -hmm. that I completely used in here. But water will like, you'll see water pooling at the top because it'll release water which then will actually help you to get out as long as you're not trying to force yourself up. You have to like slowly, slowly. work so your way out. So at least that portion of the movies is correct where if you struggle, you sink faster type but thing. But you'll never completely sink. You won't like drown in a... You will not drown in quicksand. it. And this is, this is one scientific like sentence I'm going to read here. It says, under high stress, quicksand 
liquefies. However, the velocity increases. I feel like that was the wrong sentence. (laughs) (laughs) So it was to pull a person's foot out of quicksand at a rate of one centimeter per second. So we know how big a centimeter is. Mm -hmm. Um, Per second requires the same amount of force needed to lift a medium sized car. Holy cow. So you slowly have to like Mm -hmm. work your way out. I mean, have you ever like gotten your foot stuck in like mud and pulled it out and you like your boot doesn't come with you or something? When I was like five, right before kindergarten, I got a brand new pair of pink shoes. (laughs) And I don't know why the mud was green, but it was like this weird, I don't know if it was like or pollen or something algae because we live by a lake too Mm -hmm. or what it was but i remember getting my shoes out and it was kind of like a green tone to it and i remember hiding my shoes under our porch steps in like the entryway which i don't know how that would have hit anything because there were very open wooden steps there were two steps to just step up hiding them so you didn't get in trouble for them being full of mud And brand new for my first day of kindergarten. (laughs) (laughs) I was so excited about these shoes and I ruined them because I had to wear them outside. Mm -hmm. The tomboy in me playing in the muck with the boys. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Never wear brand new shoes in the spring or the fall. Yeah. Or after it rained. Or if you're near a lake or a swamp. I could go on. But yeah, mud. Okay. Mud. Feet sunk, yeah. not so, easy to get out. You get no. goop too. So, yeah, but experts, they do recommend if you ever find yourself in a sinkhole, just they recommend wiggling your legs. So, they do recommend the wiggling. Okay. Your legs to create space between your, um, well, this create space between your legs and the sand. So, you kind of wiggle as you're like no, pulling yourself up. Okay. So, but the common causes of death, if you are in here, is like the tide comes back in. Okay. Yeah, so, then, drowning. Then drown. Or if there is no tide, you happen to be somewhere where it's just... You're just stuck. Stuck. Um, No food no for food, a while. No You're not going to last long. My luck, there would be a pack of wolves waiting <laughs> for me. Like, maybe look, they, it's They just get stuck dinner. in it with you, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> So, yes. So, actually, you will never sink hmm. in quicksand because we have less density compared to quicksand. It's more okay. of a dense force. So, yeah. therefore, you would actually float, would in, float quicks- in quicksand. quicksand, even though you can't easily get out of it. That is really cool. So. I definitely did not know that. And I kind of assumed that quicksand wasn't the way it's depicted in the movies, but you never know. I never thought of it. I just assumed, okay, but whatever happens, like I've never really heard anything about it. But then again, I've never really heard of quicksand around our region. I, I don't think I've ever heard a story about real quicksand in the news ever. I don't so. think I have, but we don't live in a region no, where. that's true. Where that would even be possible. That's true. Maybe that's how Al Capone died. Hmm. Highly doubt it. Hmm. If nobody can die like that, I don't think Al Capone died that way. How would you ever know? I wouldn't know for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. Maybe the mob knew something we didn't know. Maybe. Could be. It's my theory. 
Anyway, was was that your story? That was my story. Okay, I didn't want to cut you off. No, I just like to ramble. I'm a little nervous about my first story. You're always nervous. Because it might make me look like an idiot. You are an idiot. Because everybody <laughs> an may... Idiot you love. might say this to me in two seconds from now. Anybody that listens might say, how did you not know this existed? Like, it doesn't make any sense. But I came across a Reddit post earlier in the week. And... And I just wanted to say for the record, you're really not an idiot. I just like to call you that. I know. It's my terms of endearment. <laughs> anyway, this was on the Today I Learned subreddit. And I'm just going to read the just the, the, the heading on the subreddit. It just said, Today I Learned, there's a sequel to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory called Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator. It yes. features space travel, Cold War politics, aliens, it's not as good. and Charlie's grandparents abusing drugs. I didn't know what? this existed. Okay. Apparently... I I remember that. I do. I don't. But apparently, I don't remember the drug yeah, use the, and stuff like that. That headline's very misleading. The drug use is not really like... like I just remember think, this but. glass elevator and there were buttons everywhere. Well, that's how the movie ends. Or that's how the book ends. That's how Charlie and the Chocolate Factory ends. But it didn't have all the buttons... Okay, yeah. Well, there, there, there was never a movie made of it, so or you wouldn't see it. Or maybe it's because when I remember the book maybe. in my mind... Because it was a yeah. book. In my mind, I pictured buttons from floor to ceiling or ceiling okay. to floor. However, yeah, I have no like, idea. I, I remember this. And it wasn't as good as Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I, I didn't know it existed. I haven't read a fiction book in 20 years, but I read it because I had to know if it was any good. <laughs> and it, it's not it, really It wasn't good. as good as <laughs> Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. If no. you've never heard of Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator, I'll give you a quick little rundown of what the book's about. Refresh my brain, please. <laughs> yes. Um, now the story does pick off right, pick up right where Charlie and the Chocolate Factory left off. They're in the glass elevator, floating over the. He sees over his the house, city. and they fly past. And then it. they go to space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they, realistic. Uh, they dock at the Space Hotel USA. Um, now, astronauts in the hotel thought they were pirates coming to invade. Um, so they kind of locked them up for a little while, um, but they were able to explain who they were and why and how they got there. And um, they come to find out there was a, a an alien race um, called the, uh, the Nids, um, and they were trying to take over the hotel. But all they could do was spell the word "scram." I thought that was really weird. It didn't make a lot of sense to me. It's like the Stephen King. Uh, yeah. What the heck was the name of that movie? Moon Man. Yeah. M-O-O-N, that spells cheese. (laughs) No moon man, it doesn't. Anyway, you know, long story short, Charlie and Willy Wonka kind of defeat the aliens and um, they save the space hotel. Sorry, keep going. And the elevator crashes down to (laughs) Earth, or crashes down back into the chocolate factory. You'd think that'd be a great spot for the movie to end, or the book to end, not movie. There was no movie. Um, But no, this is where they're back in the chocolate factory and his grandparents refuse to leave their beds. They refused the first time except Grandpa Joe. I know. Well, they've all they're all refusing again until Wonka gives them a rejuvenation po- potion called Wonka Vite. <laughs> um, but they take much more than they're supposed to, and they end up subtracting eighty years from their life. Two of them become babies, and seventy-eight-year-old Grandma Georgina vanishes, having become negative two years old. That's hilarious. Um, then Charlie and Mister Wonka, of course, travel to Minus Land to go get Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? 
Thankfully, uh, it wasn't an imaginary number. Mr. Wonka, after spraying him with uh, Wonka Vite, says the only way we can make her older is to spray spray her with Vita Wonk, because, of course, it's the opposite. But they spray her too much and make her 358 years old. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And she was still alive at that point? I guess so. And they were eventually, they're able to figure out the correct dose, make her the right age. Um, And finally, shortly after this, the president of the United States calls because he heard about the space thing. (laughs) <laughs> and invited them to the White House. And this is where the story ends. They go to the White House. That's um, hilarious. There is a third book. was never completed. Only one chapter was written. Um, That's called because Charlie, this wasn't a good seller. Called Charlie and the White House was the third book. The it second... just blew my mind that I'd never heard of this. Like Ronald Dahl, the author of these books, is very famous. I mean, we went to a play of his this year, Matilda. Um, you know, James and the Giant Peach. These are all very famous things, and the fact that I never this heard of Charlie and the Great Class is never Elevator a good idea unless you've already know when you do a trilogy that it's going That's to true. be a trilogy. That's true. I did also read, um, in kind of looking at more background on this, that uh, when it came to the movies, um, he would not let a movie be made of this book because he absolutely hated what they did with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Huh. He- Absolutely hated that movie. Oh, both renditions of it. It's because when you read a book, everybody well, yeah, everybody pitches something different. different. Yeah, yeah, of course. So when you read the book, and then you go, which is rare for me to have done, you read the book or listen to it on audio mm-hmm. while you drive back and forth to work. Um, you picture mm-hmm. things completely, oh, yeah. different. completely different, and then you watch the movie, and you're like. <sighs> That was dumb. I agree. That's I why agree. you have to start out reading the movie, and then you read read the movie, and then you, you watch, watch the book. The movie, and then you read the book because then the book gives you more detail, and you've already got these characters in your head. Yeah. So then it's okay. The only see, a lot of people like to argue. You know what's better, the book or the movie? The book or the movie? And my response to that, I got it from a comedian years ago. Don't remember who it was, but it totally made sense. My favorite is usually the movie. You want to know what my favorite part about the movie is? It's two hours long. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I feel like that would have been a George comment. It, anyway, that is my first story. I'm sure everybody in the world other than me has heard of Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator, but I hadn't, and I read it. And Amazingly, it I knew about it. Usually, I don't know much mm-hmm. about books I was. I, I was just, not a big reader I had no idea. growing up. I was... Definitely not a big reader growing up, and I've never been a big fiction reader. I've not really ever been interested in reading fiction. I know. That's why we watch more documentaries than movies I like. Mm -hmm. I do like documentaries, though, too. So, on documentaries, my next story, it's not really on a documentary, but this could be a documentary. It probably has been a documentary. I wouldn't doubt it. Because who doesn't know anything about Cleopatra and Mark Anthony? Okay. You know who they are. Yes, I know who they are. So they were lovers. Mm-hmm. So my story is where is the tomb of the lost queen of Egypt, Cleopatra, and her husband, Mark Anthony? Like Mark Anthony, the singer? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Funny. Just kidding. So they have never found this tomb. There's speculation where they think it is. And there's been times where they assumed it was somewhere and then they didn't find their tombs at all. So there's really no known. So nobody really knows where it is. Um, Kath- Kathleen Martinez, um, she's the head of the Dominican archeo- 
archaeological, I almost said that wrong, mission. Um, she thinks that Cleopatra, okay, this floored me a little bit though. Cleopatra the seventh. The seventh. The seventh. So there were multiple Cleopatras. She was the seventh one. Hmm. The I seventh. I had no idea. And her husband, the Roman leader, Mark Anthony, um, is in the basement of the temple of, I'm going to say that wrong. Both of those words, very first sentence there. I feel like I want to say ISIS. <laughs> it's so, oh, I was looking at the back page of the highlights. Osiris? And this one over here. The? <laughs> ISIS? It is ISIS. It is ISIS. Oh, I was so right. <laughs> I'm like, I want to say ISIS. I don't feel like that's it's what ISIS. it is. <sighs> As we can tell, we know where my brain was there. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to say that wrong, but it is what it is. So um, they feel that they're in the basement of that temple. Okay. So um, they're not able to get to it because it has been flooded forever. So, And because of this, they also believe that this is like the one of very few tombs that have ever been robbed. So they think Cleopatra is still buried with all of okay. the treasures. So without because it's so hard to get to and nobody's been able to well, get there. Well, they can't get to it because that would make sense that it's, it's actually been complete. The, like the entrance of and that if it's been is, flooded, it's pro- probably preserved pretty well. Um, I know, like um, underground mines in the area here, um, they wouldn't pull up the equipment when they close the mine. They just flood the tunnels and then drain them if they ever needed to go back down there because it would preserve whatever was in the tunnels. Keep them from rusting faster. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but I don't think they think those are actually flooded, like the tunnels oh, where just Cleopatra... Get, just getting to Because it's under, it would be under a bunch of lime sand, but oh. in order to get to the entrance, it would be completely flooded, so you couldn't even open the entrance. Okay. But that is this lady's belief, and nobody will ever actually know because... As we all know, and we might end up doing a story on this one day, Oak Island. Mm-hmm. We've watched The Curse of Oak Island. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done surveys on the land, and they can see that there's there's something tombs there. down there. Yeah, they just can't get can't to it. Because like Oak Island, unless they are allowed to do open mining, I don't think they're ever going to get down there. No, and trying to do any major digging in a place with archaeological significance with historic, like that it's going to be a pain in the butt oh yeah need to get permits i don't know how Who egypt not? is or anything but you would think i'm sure it's pretty, pretty pretty protective of their over history the pyramids yeah. because that's their tourist money right yep. there yep hm. that's cool so i didn't realize they didn't know where the <laughs> either did i had no and idea i am like way into egyptian history mm-hmm. too so, and I'm just, uh, yeah, I know not all tombs have been discovered, but for some reason, I just assumed hers was. Yeah, no idea. But they've pulled up artifacts around that area, and they think all of it is leading back to those two. That's why they believe, or that lady believes it's it's there. Hmm. So That's really cool. Cool. You know, I've come to the conclusion that you are the smart one of the group. <laughs> Somebody we're, told me I sitting- was a knowledge, bull of knowledge the other day, and I said... Of weird facts. Nothing. We're sitting here sharing our interesting stories of the week with each other. 
You started out with the scientific properties of quicksand, and I brought a children's story. <laughs> Your second story was a hist- was Cleopatra's tomb. Just wait till I get to my second story. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait until I get to my last story, then. I'll blow y'all to shreds. Just wait. I don't think I'm the smart one, though. My last story does take place. Maybe smarter than you, so don't don't let that go to your head. Yeah, my yeah. last my last story does take place in in a cathedral, so it's kind of cool. A, a it's cathedral? the cathedral of Santiago de Compostela in Spain. I'm waiting. Why? For you to continue. <laughs> Why? I'm scared. I'm scared. Why? I don't know. What is this? Well, <clears throat> you see, on Christmas Eve. Uh, several people in the church stated that uh, the holy uh, precinct was suddenly covered in an odd smell. It didn't smell the way it usually did. Uh, most people said it was familiar, and one of them said it smelled like their bedroom, their son's bedroom sometimes. Ew! Ew! Two, two altar boys were arrested for putting weed in the censer burner in the <gasps> cathedral for the oh. Christmas Eve mass. <laughs> I bet they were just laughing it up too. Like they lit it up and they were like. (laughs) Could you imagine? Following following the mass, the altar boys were arrested. Sorry. They were arrested by the police um, after after confirming that the strange smell was uh, marijuana. Uh, They said it was a joke. Uh, they had Clearly. They said they had no more than half a kilo of weed, which is kind of a lot of weed for this. Um, and uh, they dropped it inside the burner. Um, how do you just drop that much in there too? Because I would assume that's not a small little. They said they were sure that people would leave the cathedral, leave the cathedral happier than ever before, or paranoid as hell. <laughs> um, they were freed without charge, but they're not allowed to be altar boys anymore. I just thought that was hilarious, except obviously it's my humor and you're bringing these smart things and I'm bringing people got high. And I'm over here like (laughs) you're talking and I'm interrupting you totally like, dude, I just, I have no idea what the people at this church are like, but I agree. I would love to see people in the church I used to attend as a child. high. Because I think it would be hilarious. I don't even know who you went to church with. I don't. I couldn't tell you names right now either. To tell you the truth, it was so long ago, but it was so uptight. I would really like to see what would happen. They all would have been paranoid. I'm sure. Like, why do I feel like this, dude? I think it's gas. We're being gassed right now. Do you smell that? You know, they put a smell, an odor, in gas, so that way you can smell it. I think there's a gas leak. Somebody better. Oh, it's call not a gas leak. It sounds like it smells like my son's bedroom. It's fine. Who's your son again? <laughs> oh crap! <laughs> Everybody, it's okay. We're in. We're in the church. We're being purified as we've just sinned. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, that's my second story of the day, and I'm. I'm. I will warn you. I'm not going to get any better <laughs> today. <laughs> I think they're funny. Okay. I I I like them. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I don't know if you've noticed. I'm, I agree. I'm getting along I with picked this. It. I picked, picked it because I thought it was funny. So my next one's going to be just as good. Okay. Passenger opens airline emergency exit door just to get 
a breath of fresh oh air. Oh my god. <laughs> like in the air. How smart am I now? <laughs> <laughs> Not in the air. That's okay. impossible. I that, that would be, but. That's impossible. I don't know if there's G-forces with the anyway, flight, but I don't opened think so. to get a breath but... of fresh air. So, yes, the South China Morning Post, and, and mind you, this was a couple days ago. Okay. So this just happened. Just happened. Um, a woman on Zayman Air, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's, mm, it's Chinese. Chinese. Um, they were flying from Wuhan to Lanzhou, China. Okay. Could have sure. said that wrong. I apologize. So, more or less, the flight was delayed for an hour from takeoff because the lady needed to take a breath of fresh air. <laughs> this is what she told police. So I bet that went over real well. I'm sure it did. So, after she opened it and the flight attendants were telling her not to, she still proceeded to pull the lever and push the button and the door came off. And... She got her breath of fresh air. Apparently, it was a little too stuffy. Did she so, get to continue the flight? Do you know? Or did they kick her do off? Do you remember my words, the police? Yes. <laughs> so um, she was detained by the police. She was removed from the flight. Okay. So, Good. Um, but she's not the only one who's ever done this, apparently. This is really? just the first time I've ever actually heard of it. How can people like... It just doesn't make any sense. Well, and I'm thinking on one of these because they said people have mistaken it for the lavatory door. So I'm going, oh, it's a 757 maybe that they, it's maybe it's a bigger door. I've never been on a 757, so I don't know if those doors are bigger. But an emergency exit door usually has a window on it. Usually, yes. So I don't get that. It. it it just blows my mind how somebody can open the door of a plane while you're sitting there waiting. And another reason is it's a misunderstanding where they should exit after the plane has landed. Okay, I can understand. So that, that. one I can get. Yeah. Um, more intentional ones that were done were from alcohol or peanut people just flat out panicking. Okay. So those are more deliberate. So yes, it's not the only time it's happened, but... She did this because wow. it was stuffy in the aircraft, apparently. Um, they're not sure if the plane was sitting stationary or if it was being taxied at that moment. But I am sure she got a little bit of fresh air after and then hauled into somewhere where there was no fresh air. No fresh air. <laughs> no. Especially, I don't know what the, I mean, yeah, here they're not going to hold you for a long time for something like that. You'll get questioned, get a fine. Well, I don't you, know what kind of things you'd get in China, you do, though. Well, I don't know. Is this an international thing? Like, I don't know. airplane flights is international. It's not. I don't know. But there is a hefty duty fine for it. And it is considered a disturbing of the public. Okay. So. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. And I'm sure it's because she delayed that flight for an hour. She's, One hour. She's probably about as dumb as my last story. person in my last story. Except the person in my last story is from Florida. Ooh, I like Florida. Yeah, this story did not happen in Florida. Oh. But the lady is from Florida. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, it's Florida. Yeah. Headline, uh, foxnews.com. I actually read this on a couple of sites. Fox News just happened to have the easiest to 
print out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Camel's testicles bitten by women at Louisiana truck stop petting zoo. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, okay. I. What? <laughs> Why? Uh, a woman, a Florida resident, was chasing her dog down when she crawled into Casper's enclosure at the Tiger truck stop on I-10. Uh, it, uh, just outside of Baton Rouge. No, that, yeah. Uh, sh- she told dep- deputies that she bit the 600-pound camel when he sat on her. <laughs> <gasps> she said, I bit his balls to get him off me. How she know it was his balls? I don't know. Um, <laughs> the The woman was brought to the hospital because she was sat on by a camel. 600-pound camel? Deputies gave her and her husband summonses and trespassing charges. First of all, they did not have their dog on a leash, which is why they were running around trying to catch their dog, which was illegal there. Um, The people at the petting zoo said the camel did nothing wrong. He just sat down. (laughs) (laughs) Was she laying on the ground? Just laying there? I'm not sure how. I can't seem to wrap my head around how she gets under the camel. Like, I, I... She's trying. Maybe her dog was kind of running around under the camel, and she went and reached down or something. I mean, it's a petting zoo. Um, I guess it's not the first time this petting zoo has had issues before. Um, they had a problem with a tiger that they uh, had. A tiger at a petting zoo. That was. It's a truck stop. <laughs> we are never, never know. taking our children to this petting zoo. Who lets people pet tigers? I mean, granted, I want a tiger. I'd love to have a tiger, <laughs> but um, after Sigmund and Freud, no. Yeah, I, I agree. We are never going to the tiger truck stop. And if we do get a tiger, it has to be a snow tiger, and it has to be a little cub, and then when it gets to be about mm, two, 300 pounds, we got to give us. it away. No, <laughs> no, it goes somewhere else. Anyway, the, the owner of the camel said that the camel is really a gentle giant and didn't mean to hurt anyone. And I'm sure he didn't feel so great if having he was his gonna testicles hurt bit. Somebody, Why would you bite? Like, you could grab, kick, punch. It probably wasn't even his testicles. Bit. It just made the story sound good. It was probably his underbelly because there was no fur there. And she was like, ooh, it's smooth. Probably, but still. I did. And I'm sorry. She bit a camel's if testicles. If camel wanted to attack her, it would have spit. Yeah. Instead, it just sat down. <sighs> Judgment. For the plaintiff, Camel. <laughs> anyway, if you'd like to um, comment on any of Desi's very intriguing and in intellectual stories or my, you know, funny poop stories, humor. and I bring all the smart, <laughs> boring stuff to you the table, can always send an email to outlandishoutcasts at gmail.com. Or you can come on to Facebook at Outlandish Outcast Podcast. And like our page. Yes. Leave a comment. I don't have any pictures of camel testicles. I bet we could find some. Probably. <laughs> Not really going to start searching that, though, because Mediacom might send me something saying, Meh. Yeah, probably not a good idea. Probably not This good idea. is illegal. I don't know if it's illegal or not, I but. Like you can also follow us on Twitter, um, Outlandish Casts. And. I, yeah. Yeah. And then on Instagram at Outlandish Outcasts. All right. I think that's a show for the week. Have a good week, everybody. Bye. 
You're listening to the Outlandish Outcasts Podcast.